0: Thanks for making the choice to join us and listen now to Until All Have Heard from the Far East Broadcasting Company. My name is Wayne Shepherd. Another Wayne is going to join us in a few moments here, Ed, someone I've known for over 40 years, and you've known him uh, a long time as well. Wayne Peterson will be with us today. A good friend of
1: both of us, Wayne, and a partner in ministry and the way God has woven the fabric of our careers and our lives together is just an amazing story.
0: Yeah. Before I ask Wayne to join us here on the phone, though, I want to talk to you about the SING Conference, the uh, Keith and Kristen Getty event that they put on each year in Nashville. You attended this year, and it is, of course, a, a lot about music and worship, but it's also about more that you learned.
1: Yeah, the whole focus of the event this year, Wayne, was about reaching the unreached Um And many speakers, dignified speakers, who had great impact in the Christian world were on the platform speaking. Um, And FEBC was one of them. We had the opportunity to invite people to pray for the unreached, to pray for those missions and missionaries who were dedicating their uh, time and effort to reach people who have never been reached before. So that was the theme of the whole event.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. One speaker in particular I know deeply touched your heart. That was David Platt. Can you just give us a little glimpse of what David shared with you and everyone there?
1: Sure. We had the privilege of being up on the stage just prior to David Platt. So I had just gotten uh, the opportunity to show a video about uh, FEBC and how we're using media to get into places where no missionaries can go, no pastors are, there's no Bibles, and people have absolutely no opportunity to really hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and by definition unreached means less than 1% Christian in their population many of the places where FEBC is reaching uh, it's far less than 1% mm-hmm. but right after i spoke Wayne and invited um the people in the conference to to join and pray with FEBC for these unreached people David Platt got up on the on the platform and spoke and it was a very moving message. He basically said that the great commission is really not about making a high percentage of many people Christians. His point was we need to to plant and make disciples among every tribe and tongue and nation so that those disciples in those unreached people groups are the ones that are truly making disciples of the rest. Hmm. So it's to plant the seed and, and set up a, a few disciples in each group, not to significantly evangelize and build disciples to a high percentage in all groups. And He went on to point out that 99%, in his words, 99% of the financial and human resource that are provided by churches and ministries today uh, go to already reached people groups around the world.
0: Wow, that's astounding. And it's astounding.
1: It's only one percent of the resource that actually goes to those groups that are defined by the unreached. And interestingly, hmm. Wayne, this is where FEBC lives yeah. in the unreached
0: yeah. people groups. And so And that's exactly what we want to talk about today here on the podcast.
1: And it moved my heart to hear David Platt saying this. He 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 came to the extreme degree to say he he feels like the church is being disobedient
0: well, to the Great word, Commission
1: huh? unless yeah. we understand uh, how we can better go after this 99%. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you. You know, uh, David never holds back, does he? The Spirit always speaks powerfully through David Platt, and I know he did at the SYNC conference there just very recently. So thanks for that brief report, and that's exactly why we want to talk about the unreached, reaching the unreached, here today and we've asked our good friend wayne peterson to join us because and as you know uh wayne has long had a heart for reaching the unreached through he sure has his long and storied career in broadcasting and in missions, and we're very happy to have him as a part of the febc team now
1: that's right um, i had the privilege of working with wayne at the moody bible institute and uh, he was in several capacities there not the least of which was the vice president of broadcasting and then Wayne went to be with uh, HCJB. He was the president of HCJB, a great international min- ministry. And one day Wayne called me up and he said, you know, Ed, this Far East Broadcasting Company job is open. I want—I think you ought to be interested in, in, in going to do it. And everything else is downhill since then. Now Wayne, Wayne has retired from his position as president of HCJB, but it hasn't dampened his enthusiasm to reach the unreached with media and radio. And so now he's part of our team with FEBC, and I'm proud to call Wayne a partner in the ministry. He and I continue to get to work together, and uh, uh, we're just going to look forward to the future and see what comes of our relationship as we go to reach the unreached all around the planet.
0: Well, from one Wayne to another, welcome, Wayne Peterson.
2: (laughs) Hey, thank you. And Ed, as you were talking about, that 1% of resources from North America and Europe going to unreached people I thought of what Jesus said. Remember the lost sheep, the guy that has 100 lost sheep, and he loses the 1% mm, mm. and goes after that one lost mm. sheep? Mm. That's that's what David Platt was talking about, that 1%, mm-hmm. that 1% uh, that's lost. And Jesus went in extraordinary measures to go after that lost sheep. So uh, when, when we obey that command to bring the good news of Jesus Christ to the uttermost parts. And that's those, there are 16,000 people groups in the world. 6,000 are still unreached. That means they have no church, no missionary, no Bible in their language. So we still have, uh, the low-hanging fruit has been picked. It's the high-hanging fruit that's difficult to reach that has left to be reached.
0: And I'm thinking, Ed and Wayne, that radio is a good way to reach them. What do you think?
2: Absolutely, absolutely, Uh, because uh, radio reaches the masses and whether you're talking about print or whatever TV radio is the most cost-effective, cost-efficient way of reaching people still with all the new technology. And radio cuts across all kinds of philosophical, political, geographical barriers. And uh, for the common man, we're reaching the common man. in, uh, In most cases with what FEBC does, we work with local nationals, train them to be broadcasters, they know the language, they know the culture, they're already there, and they're the best equipped to go behind the microphone to reach their countrymen with the gospel.
1: Yeah, that's I couldn't agree with Wayne more. That's what I've seen over and over and over. And another thing I've noticed, Wayne and Wayne, about the unreached people groups, is that there are so many people there that aren't resistant to to the gospel so many places you know you go and broadcast you have millions of people listening and maybe one or two will respond cuz they've heard it before it's not new news to them but these unreached people group we see so many that are absolutely open to hear the good news hmm. they respond positively energetically we get these unbelievable testimonies from people saying i heard your message I committed my life to Christ. I witnessed to my family, they're all believers. We're witnessing to our village, the villager believers. And I think uh, this is just encouragement to FEBC and to those people who are truly focusing on who Christ directs us to, the unreached. And as a result, when they hear the good news, they come to faith.
0: Well, this emphasis on reaching the unreached is not new for the Far East Broadcasting Company. But, Ed, in a sense, we are recommitting ourselves to this mission, so much so that it's guiding not only our radio strategies, but it's guiding what we say to churches all over the world, including churches in North America. We want to help uh, educate believers about the unreached. What, what, what's FEBC doing?
1: Well, of course, we're using all the available media platforms we can to reach people, Um and historically, you know, FEBC Wayne was just a shortwave ministry. 40, 50 years ago, we were primarily shortwave. And, and in many locations for the unreached, shortwave is still a very effective way to reach people. But now what has happened is we overlay social media on the top of shortwave.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: People have been hearing our shortwave broadcasts in countries like Laos, for example, for, for some decades— But we didn't know whether they were hearing, responding, because we have no communication. Now, God has gifted us with the technology of social media, and it's a two way conversation. They hear our broadcasts in shortwave. They find out that they can go to social media. They connect to FEBC through all sorts of different platforms, like Facebook Live, for example, and we hear from them. And it becomes a two way dialogue. They ask questions. Our staff go on Zoom calls with people in very remote places, very unreached places, lead Bible studies. We've seen Bible studies online in Zoom calls with a hundred people in locations where we didn't even know there were believers. Very
0: cool. But these
1: people are—so what our staff are doing to answer your question is everything we can using media to proclaim the good news so these unreached people groups have an opportunity for the first time in many cases, mm-hmm. to hear the gospel of Christ and respond.
0: And Wayne, we want our listeners who are tuned in right now to know that we want to help everyone understand this need to reach the unreached. We've started a prayer initiative at FEBC. You know all about this, don't you?
2: Well, it's, uh, that, that's one thing that everyone can do is pray. Not everyone can go. Not everyone can give. But everyone can pray. And we encourage our listeners to pick a country. Pick a country that's uh, less than 1% Christian and and pray that there would be a, an amazing exposure to the good news of Jesus Christ. And uh, know, FEBC has some wonderful prayer resources that they can use to help guide their prayers into specific areas as we... Uh, we, you know, we're part of the Alliance for the Unreached. Uh, FEBC is one of the founding members of the Alliance for the Unreached, and a group of about 50 like-minded mission agencies that are now focused on the unreached. And there are resources there as well. But uh, we want to create a greater awareness through Christian media, through uh, Christ, uh, churches, through pulpits, through organizations across the country and around the world to focus their prayers Uh, One of the things Jesus specifically asked, pray for the Lord of the harvest to send out workers in the field. Because like Ed said previously, the the fields are white on harvest. People are not only open, they're hungry to hear the good news of Jesus Christ in a world that is so lacking in hope and freedom.
0: And Ed, we want to help churches understand this need to reach the unreached, and we're offering some resources. Give us a little thumbnail. The information is on our website as well, the unreached and focused part of our website, but give us a little thumbnail sketch of what we're trying to do.
1: Well, sure. We're offering an email to send out once a month to anyone who subscribes, and we'll not sell your name to anyone else. This is purely for the purposes of engaging the greater Christian community to pray for the unreached, and what these emails do will will provide a sketch of what it's like to be a Christian in a particular country. What is the status of a church in a place like Laos or Vietnam? And how is the uh, interaction with the local authorities in terms of the freedom to broadcast play in? What about the local uh, religions of other faiths that might work against us? And and pictures and testimonies. It gives you in a one simple email— a much more informed understanding of a minority people group so that your prayers are informed and you know how to uh, pray for these people. You know, one of the things we've said all along, Wayne, is that FEBC has an obligation because of the privilege we have to have so many staff in the ground, in the country, letting us know these things. It's an insider's look at the truth of the advance of the gospel in in these very remote places. It's our obligation to share that information with our listeners. And when you see people's faces, you read their testimonies, you understand what it's like in that country for them, I can tell you you'll know how to pray for them.
0: I hope your church will sign up. You can do so at our website, febc.org. Wayne, we're encouraging uh, listeners to join us in this quest to reach the unreached. Sometimes uh, local churches have so many priorities, understandably, but there can't be any higher priority than reaching the unreached. Don't you agree?
2: Well, uh, I have a quote in front of me from a great mission statesman, J.L. Ewing, who said, as long as there are millions destitute of the Word of God and knowledge of Jesus Christ, it will be impossible for me to devote time and energy to those who have both. And the the, the whole emphasis of this from FEBC and the Alliance for the Unreached is to focus on those uh, that have uh, no, no Bible, no church, no missionary, no access to the gospel. How do we get the gospel to the uttermost parts of the earth?
0: Yeah. Ed, I didn't ask you ahead of time if you would do this, but I think it would be appropriate to look at the the great commission that Jesus gives us in Matthew. Mm-hmm. Do you have a Bible there in front of you? Well, I think we ought to read the words and obey the command that uh, is right there clear.
1: I do have a Bible in front of me. Interestingly, I'm open to Romans 10 right now, but I'll come back to that in a few minutes. Let me go, okay. to, let me go to Matthew 28. And you know, interestingly, we're talking, and as I'm turning there, uh, many people think that that's the only place where the Great Commission is, but it's also in Acts. Mm-hmm. There's many other places in the, yes. co- in the Bible where uh, Christ talked about the Great Commission. Uh, it's Matthew 28, starting in verse 18. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations." baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. There's a couple of points I love to, to, to talk about when I read the Great Commission. Of course, everybody knows that they can kind of quote it and they understand it. But there's two specific words in that uh, Great Commission that I think people don't really focus on. And the first is, go. His command is, go, therefore, go. And go doesn't mean for somebody that's living here in the United States to get on a plane and try and get to these places and do anything, because that's really ineffective. So how can we as Christians in the United States go? Well, you can go with someone. You can partner with an organization that's there, that's making a difference, that's actually doing something. You know, there's many people that talk about the Great Commission, and they talk about what we need to do and how important it is. But there's a few organizations, and I'm proud to say FEBC is one of them, that's actually doing it. We have the gospel in these places, in the language that they can hear. They're connected with local bodies of believers to encourage those people to get into a community of Christ to further their belief and their faith. The other word I like to point to is obey. Teach them to obey all that I have commanded you. It's not enough to just say, place your faith in Christ, a sort of an easy believism message. Yes, you've prayed a prayer. You've committed yourself and go on with life the way it was before, our message to participate in the Great Commission amongst the unreached is to tell the whole truth, to tell the entire gospel. And that includes Jesus saying, place your faith in me, place your trust in me, but I want you to obey my commands. Live a life according to what I have told you, then— then you will be a true disciple of mine.
0: Excellent. Really excellent. Thank you, Ed. Wayne, anything to add?
2: Well, it's hard to add to that, but uh, Ed was talking about Romans 10, and that's what I had open, because uh, when I had an amazing job at Moody with a great boss, I ran across this verse, when God seemed to be calling me to global. How will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? But here's what uh, Paul responded. Their voice has gone out to all the earth, and their words to the ends of the world. So as Isaiah said, I have been found by those who did not seek me. I have shown myself who did not ask for me, and the clincher for me, as as I was hearing God's voice, was when Paul said in, in Romans 15, it has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where the name of Christ is not known. Mm. It couldn't be more clear than that. Yeah,
1: yeah indeed. Hey, s- well, Wayne, Wayne, since we're in the scriptures, can I add one more thing to it? <laughs> I wouldn't stop you, Ed. <laughs> So we think about going and preaching and obedience to the Great Commission and teaching everything that the gospel said. I just love this in the first section of Acts chapter 8. After Saul had witnessed the stoning of Stephen, uh, you know, a great persecution broke out. And there arose that day, it says, a great persecution against the church in Jerusalem. That's 8-1. And they were scattered all throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria. Um, and devout men buried Stephen, made a great lamentation over him, and Saul was ravaging the church and entering the house after house. But then it says, and those who were scattered went about preaching the word. Hmm. And that is what started the great movement of new churches and the advance of the gospel. The so it was through, it was through persecution, but... Those men were faithful to go out to the world. And what did they do? They preached the word everywhere they went. That's what's needed for the unreached people groups today. We, we need the entire community of Christianity to pray and to go. And that's where we're asking you to partner with us. We're going, but we need your prayer and support. And in order to pray informed, you need to go and get this email so that you know about the state of the church in, in these remote, unreached places. And I can assure you that while your prayer will make a great difference for the work of Christ in these unreached places, the blessing will be yours as you know and participate and pray for these unreached people Amen.
0: Groups. Yep. We want to help, and we can do so through the Unreached Prayer Initiative read about it, sign up for the email, get involved in this uh, movement to reach the unreached. Go to febc.org. Well, I'm grateful for partners in the gospel together. Ed Cannon, Wayne Peterson, thank you, men. Thanks for your hearts for the gospel. And we look forward to people signing up and getting involved in praying for the unreached. So, Wayne, thank you.
2: It's a pleasure. Thank you very much. You know, the church has the largest participation the largest distribution, the fastest expansion, the highest motivation, love, the strongest authority from God's word, the simplest administration, and the greatest conclusion at the end.
0: (laughs) That's good. Ed, thank you. We'll uh, talk again next time here on the podcast until all have heard. Great to partner with you guys. And my thanks to J&J, Jonathan, and Joe for their production help here today on Until All Have Heard, a production of the Far East Broadcasting Company.